This is Unscripted, a podcast by St. Aldate's Church. Listen along as Simon Ponsonby encourages us to dig into Scripture in the midst of our everyday lives. So take a moment to recenter your attention and welcome the presence of God as we listen to these ancient words. Well, hello, saints. Welcome back to Unscripted. And we're continuing through Ephesians chapter 4. And we've been thinking particularly about the importance that Paul has placed here, this imperative, this instruction that we should be a people who are making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We're to be one. We're to be one. But how? How are we to do that? Well, one of the most important things is to recognize that unity that is already ours. Not looking at our divisions, not looking at our distinctions, not looking at what separates, but looking at and considering what unites us. And there is more that unites us than divides us. We may be divided on particular aspects of doctrine, particular aspects of spirituality. People are different. They're going to see different things. They're going to emphasize different things. They're going to need different things. They're going to prefer different things. They're going to go after different things. But look at what unites us. Paul says in verse 4 of chapter 4, there is one body. One spirit, just as you were called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Paul is thinking about unity. On what basis is there to be unity? What basis is the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace? What are we to look to? Where are we all to gather together? What is that solid ground, that firm foundation? What holds us? What unites us? What links us? It is this oneness that we all share. And there are seven times Paul uses this word one, seven times. And you'll know that in Hebrew idiom, seven is a complete, speaks of completeness and wholeness. It's a perfect number. And I don't think it's Paul just being rhetorical. I think he's being very careful here. Here are seven things. Here are the criteria for which you can build on unity. Other things, it's not that they're insignificant, but these are the most important. One church. He speaks of one body. There's only one church from God's perspective. And one spirit, the spirit of the living God who has regenerated us and who has incorporated us into the body of Christ. And there's one hope. Do we share that one hope? The hope that Jesus is Lord, that he's risen from the dead, that he saved those who look to him, that he's preparing heaven, that he's coming back for us. Do we believe that? One hope, Jesus Christ. One Spirit, the Spirit of God. One Lord. One Lord. One God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And one faith. Not many faiths. Not many roads to heaven. Do we believe that there is one faith? And then one baptism. 
not rejecting infant baptism or not sneering at those who've gone for have had adult baptism, but the recognition there is just one baptism which symbolizes and sacramentalizes our profession of faith, which incorporates us into the church, which is the body of Christ, unites us to one another and to him. And then one God who is father of all. These are the seven things. These are the seven pillars the, These are on which the foundation of the church belongs. And if we can agree on these, other things, they're not incidental. They may be very important, but they're not foundational. These are the foundations. The church, as I've said so often, is guilty of being about fractions and factions, just broken up into lots of different pieces. How sad that is. Let us remember what matters. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. And if others believe those things, then we can be one with them. <laughs>